Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, comics, and much, much more. I'm your host, Josh Scar. Alex has the week off because he is getting stuff done to his mouth by a dentist. And I am joined this week by Lewis. Lewis, how you doing? By a dentist? A likely story. <laughs> anyway, I mean, hi. Yes, I'm alive. I'm here. Well, if you remember, he is a, a cat person. He is a tabaxi, uh, an anthropomorphic cat. And he's getting people teeth instead of his usual his his cat teeth because he's tired of not being able if, to eat pizza properly. If he would have been just e- eating his fucking crunchy treats and shit that are taking care of his teeth, he wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> Call himself. Have a you ever furry. seen What's the pictures of a cat with people teeth? Like, I, I, it's I would I love the pictures of a shark with people teeth. I think that's one of my favorite memes. But cats <laughs> with people teeth, no. I mean, but with Lewis being here, <laughs> with Lewis being here, that means he's got a buddy in tow. Lewis, who is with you? Uh, this is a guy named Slade who like isn't really part of the podcast, but it seems like he's always part of the podcast when I'm around, so he's part of the podcast. Hi, Slade. Yeah. How you Hello. doing? Hello, Lewis. I'm good. I y'all are gonna hate me when I tell you, but I'm cold. <laughs> I know. I know y'all are getting snow, and I live here in the south, where it's normally warm, but it's like forty, and I'm over it. All right, and kicked off the podcast. <laughs> forty. I, I've, I would I've, have been in shorts today if it was. I'm 40. trying to. I'm we trying to gotta... figure out how to relate to the uh, snowblower elitists that I'm talking to at the moment. So, <laughs> uh, I, I guess in your terms would be like riding more, essentially. So. Yeah, exactly. Zero exactly. turn. Which zero I, I am a zero turn zero elitist. Turn. So I am. I am that elitist. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Yeah, uh, I'm I think I'm still like 10 years away from getting any kind of riding lawnmower, if not more. Um just because <laughs> my yard's not that big. So I, I don't mind using the push mower. And I Same. I still get people looking at my yard going like, You push mow that? Like, yeah, why Same. the fuck also I? Same. <laughs> like my my yard is my yard is big for what I grew up with. Like growing up in Florida with cookie cutter houses, like you have maybe like 0.05 acres of like anything right and your backyard is the shape of a tetris l and that's it um <laughs> and uh so like for me like this is a huge ass yard like you give if you gift me a riding mower i'm not gonna tell you no however i can do without it's fine snowblower on the other hand i need that shit i can't shovel <laughs> especially with I the shovel snow way too long today. in my life yeah and wet nasty it, slushy snow Ugh. i grew up as a kid i grew up with a a driveway that i th- had to have been at least 75 yards long. It was a long ass driveway that I had to shovel. My parents did not buy a snowblower. They didn't trust me with a snowblower. <laughs> Good Lord. So uh, I just, it, I just when, realized, I just realized we called back to the snowblower thing and we weren't even recording during that. So people don't yep. have no fucking clue. Well, this has been a running gag. <laughs> I, mean, I, I shared, I shared the elitist with the snowblower story that I, uh, I shared with you. Yeah. I, I know you and Matt don't listen to the podcast, so I had to share that with you beforehand. <laughs> Otherwise you'd have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Elitist with a snowblower. <laughs> I picked some here and there, but to be honest, like I, like I told you guys, I have literally been dead to the world for the last three months. Like I, I don't even, I don't even think my wife recognizes me anymore. My son just keeps yelling at me every time. Like, you're going back to work? I'm not going to see you again. God, like, I know I'm turning into one of those movie dads that, like, who are you? Eventually, <laughs> eventually they're going to call me in on Christmas Day. And we're like, oh, I have to work, guys. Like, oh, it's Christmas, Dad. I'm going to turn into the dad from Elf. I'm going to turn into that guy. Yep. Actually, so. I was thinking more Arnold Schwarzenegger and Turbo. Uh, what? It, no. What, jingle all the way. Put that cookie down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> With Slade and Lewis here, everyone should know by now it's an anime episode. We are here to close out a chapter uh, in Slade's life with Attack on Titan fully and coming to an end. And Lewis's ten years, life. ten years. I mm-hmm. I remember Lewis and Scotty pushing me and Ricky to watch this not too long after we had gotten married. So yeah, this is this has been a long time coming. I'm glad I was right, by the way, and you never <laughs> listened to me. <sighs> not not about you and Ricky, but about uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I mean, Ricky's, <laughs> Ricky's still wrong about me, so I, I'm, I'm just hoping she doesn't listen to this episode and finally figure something out. You're not supposed to give away the playbook, man. <laughs> but before we, we get into this too deep, we are going to hear from Antonio and Deanna over at the MILF and Me podcast. 
The what? The MILF and Me, starring Antonio Palacios and Deanna. I tip my uh, I hat Deanna's to that name. name. <laughs> I tip my hat to that podcast name. That is amazing. Continue on with the advertisement, sir. Face it, dating sucked in your 20s, gets worse in your 30s, and your 40s, forget it. It's a cesspool out there, and we're your flotation device. Join us weekly for saucy chat, ridiculous love gurus, and MILF-worthy fun to spice up your life. The MILF, Milf and, and Me podcast. podcast. Every Wednesday on your favorite pod platform. And the MILFandMePod.com. The Milf, Milf and, and Me podcast. podcast. And we're back, and Lewis is stunned at the quality of what the MILF and Me podcast is. We, <laughs> I feel like this is the second straight time we've had the MILF and Me promo run, and we've had someone be like, oh, excuse me, I have to go look up the discography on this, on this podcast. It's such a great name. It's it's and like a catcher. You're like, I'm sorry, the, the MILF and who? Absolutely. Because you're, like, you're not expecting that, especially a like run-of-the-mill like, conversation. Right, especially for, you know, you're thinking like podcasts is typically, well, like now, three dudes, right? right. And it's, yeah, for sure. that's what you, and then you hear Milf and me, you're like, oh, hello, uh, my interest. <laughs> Wait, now now we're going to see who's going to be the first to start the Dilf and me, huh? Let's go. Let's go. There, there we go. There we go. Antonio, there's your fifth podcast or seventh or however many you have. Um, I think he's already doing that. It's called the uh, Between, or not, not no. Uh, between called, Two Dilfs? Um, <laughs> I was going to say Between Two Pods, but that's Slade's. Um, no, it's uh, Back to the Balcony. That's An- Antonio and Justin's other podcast. And uh, no, I'm sorry. Both those dudes are Dilfs. And if, if I swung that way, they'd be getting phone calls every day. <laughs> All right. Well, like last time, I think we're going to I'm going to let you guys kind of lead this conversation. I have a few questions regarding the the finales of this show, the final season, part two, part three or whatever you want to get into it. Like the memes are over and done with. But the the last time we talked about Attack on Titan, we kinda, I kind of let you guys lead the, the, the conversation because uh not to it's our show not yours Ex- exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we're talking senpais this is lewis and slide time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're talking yeah, a bunch they- of anime stuff that you guys can be like hey josh did you like this no fuck off we're going to talk about it for the next 10 minutes <laughs> that's that's pretty true actually but no uh, i want to start off because it's i mean the, the finale of attack on titan on the manga was like already like just so horrendous to, to most it was it, it split a lot of people up um after i saw the end the the ending here i went back to try to understand like what the big deal was and i finally understood it after reading into it like holy crap that was a very awful landing on the manga but now that we've all seen uh, uh seen the, the the full ending josh as well who's not like fully into the manga and the anime and everything i just want to know off the bat good ending bad ending what do you guys think and oh, i gotta tell you it was perfect perfect everything down to the last minute details perfect i was i was so happy just to see the end just literally the words the end it's a story it's wrapped up as it needs to be nice little package i'm I'm very happy with it josh i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) is a potato girl is it coming back oh god that uh, I, I remember Slade saying he had seen this and he cried. Yeah. And I was like, I can see certain moments here and there where Slade probably got a little emotional and like Levi seeing his people. And I got pissed when Levi saw the scouts and I'm like, where the fuck is my potato bay? And then he, she shows up in front of Connie Elsewhere, and, yes. and Jean. And I was like, where it matters. Sasha. Yeah. Yes. I, I fully understand why Sasha is not. With the scouts, she isn't appearing in front of these people instead. Yep. But God damn, am I sad? Like <laughs> this, this show did not give you any joy <laughs> in no, the sense of no, like that, that was closure kind of to a story brings you joy, which I it, it's it's what it's true to this story and true to this world. And so I, I, I applaud it for not just going full Disney ending yeah, sticking to his guns. I, I yeah completely commend that. I am curious curious what the anime ending is though, because I, I am the manga you mean? manga ending. Manga, yes, I'm sorry. The the manga okay. ending is just because um it is so controversial and divisive. Right. Very much so. 
about to say, Lewis, you've read it recently, but I, after you get to your point, you know, because you've read it recently, I haven't, but I do want to talk about like the last three pages is what I would like that's to essentially, talk about. That's essentially all it yeah. took to divide people. Absolutely. That's, I know yeah. where you're coming with that, but, okay. uh, but no, I'm in agreement with you guys. I think the, 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 the ending was perfection the and the way they kept going which apparently wasn't part of the manga they kept going towards the end you know during the credits you saw the scenes of like essentially just doesn't matter what everybody just went through it doesn't matter that the world just went through a, like genocide and almost survived and they should all be working together like the cycle just eventually repeats itself right but uh but no i think i think it was delivered very well as far as the the controversy thing i mean i don't know if you guys want to lead off with that or just dive into other questions but uh, essentially, the the big controversy, if you will, with the ending, the moment that it's spoilers, by the way. So if you're already here, too late. Sorry, <laughs> but the moment at the end where uh, Aaron and uh, Armin are talking to each other in the uh, the, the past, the, the, the separate world, yeah. the separate world. Yeah, you're yeah, going the through the paths. You're going, yeah, exactly. You're going through that. They're in the separate world where things are happening. Aaron starts kind of like opening up, like, "Hey, I, you know, I did this." You know, I did this for for you guys. I did this to protect you guys. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. Whatever this and that. And then he goes, you know, I'm sorry that I'm essentially super paraphrasing here because I don't remember the exact line. But you know, I'm gonna be going to hell because I did all the evil things for you guys. And Armin just responds and goes, "Thanks, buddy. Thanks for being evil for us." And they hug it out. And like that was it. There was no nuance, no nothing to like, no taking it back, no like, what the fuck are you talking about? It was just like. Oh, thanks for killing everyone for us, buddy. Come here, hug it out. Uh, yeah, right. You know, right at the chin. Ah, oh, you. Let's uh, bygones be bygones. What under the bridge? Don't don't mind the millions of death bodies behind us. And that broke a lot of people, and I can see why because everything that the story was trying to lay out, the moral of the story, if you will, that they were laying out, is pretty much thrown into the dumpster with that. These were friendships that were you know were based based on tight friendships, but there were very much nuances very much infighting within their mental struggles of like, do I still, do I still love Aaron? Do I want to kill Aaron to stop him because I love him, whatever. Like, and that was just thrown out the window with that one page. I don't know about the other remaining pages though. Uh, there's Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about is the last three pages. So, you know, in the anime, the other thing where I think it's, um, correcting the ending and we're, this is like massive spoilers, which, you know, Hey, you clicked on this episode, you knew what you're getting into, but while the credits are rolling, as Lewis was saying, you see the world progress. Like after the Titans are gone, uh, you see parody develop, and you're watching all this from the tree that the show started at and the show finishes at. Ends at, yeah. And you're watching all this, and you watch the world end in nuclear annihilation, and some a unnamed boy and his dog go into the same tree that started everything. Now, this is you know the big anime ending. In the manga, however. The last three pages cut to a alternative universe, Aaron, Mikasa, and um, Armin. And it's them in a movie theater, and they had just been watching this all like a movie. I didn't know about that last part. <laughs> and the legit comment, there's a, I, I forgot if it's Armin or Aaron who says it. Do you think people are going to be upset with the ending? It's <laughs> like the legit, it's like the legit, it's like a little fourth wall break. That's that. not real. There's no way that's real. I didn't know about that. Oh my He's God. trying I'm, to go get I'm, visual proof. I'm about to ask. I'm about to ask the wife. He he prepped this. Nope. I nope. Slade, you you made this in preparation for this episode. <laughs> I don't believe that this is real. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but isn't that the? Isn't that just the? Isn't that just like the post flavor random thing? Like no, not really no. part of it. No, it's literally like you turn the page from the boy finding the tree mm-hmm. to just, and it seems just like a little, it's a brief conversation. Well, it takes place in two pages. Top, though, says, oh, it says attack, uh, on, attack on schools. Yeah, I know, but it's supposed to be the post like world or whatever is what it's designed as. I don't know. That, that seems like it's like the flavor at the end of the, you know, end of the manga, end of the. I don't know. Marco is dead in the background. <laughs> <laughs> You figure that one out. <laughs> oh my lord! That kind of thing is sticking around in it, so I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Wow! <laughs> wow! I don't. <laughs> what a weird joke to end this 
<laughs> manga. I, I am I am going to go on a limb here and a whim here uh and say that's that has to be the 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 flavor at the end of the the whole thing yeah him just fucking around uh, a lot <laughs> that's of manga weird, do that that's a, a weird thing jump does that but here's here's what i would like to know from josh because you've watched both episodes recently what because you had some strong feelings on the final season part three part four part one part 27 sequel yeah. so the first hour-long special do you want to start there with your feelings on it and then we could talk about the last episode after that so before we get into that, I, I need you guys to remind me, where does that first like mini movie start? Well, it, it ends. It ends was essentially with uh, did the rumbling uh, start and then the two yeah, movies the are rumble- essentially about stopping. Yeah, the, yeah. Rumbling. the rumbling starts. Yeah. The rumbling started at the end there. Yeah. Well, it started in midway, I should say. Well, yeah, well, we're, the rumbling has started and then they're like, well, you know, you have the first hour special, which is the rumbling is going on. And well, the rumbling started in season four, but like the rumbling has really started killing people yeah if i'm understanding what slate is trying to get to i feel like the first movie the first part of this last like two and a half hour movie that they've broken up into two parts it does a really great job of setting up the the finale the big final fight with aaron and the founder and everything but they kind of lose a little bit of steam for me and i'm really glad i didn't have to wait eight months, a year, however long it was to get to right. part the, the final, 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 because flock is not enough of a bad guy to be the satisfactory ending of that part of the, this movie, because I love the image of flock just like bouncing along behind the boat <laughs> for sure. While yeah. he's 100%. dying hundred percent, but like his comeuppance, comes at such a cost yep and i fucking hate it because (laughs) that flock is the fucking worst yes you nailed it that's the whole point is to just i know and i see the hated but that means they did a good job they nailed that fucking landing there because flock you never care about flock flock was always an asshole flock was always a jerk flock was always on the back end then he disappears then he comes back as the jagerist like yeah Fuck you, guy. No. <laughs> and, and then as a Jaegerist kills how many people, Slade? Like how many half of parody, really? Or half of half of the military half of police paradise, or yeah. Half yeah. the scouts? Yeah, half all nearly all the scouts are gone yeah, because of it. Essentially. Yeah. And then he and then effectively at, takes out Hanji at the end of the day, too, which should piss you even more off because yeah. fuck you, dude. That's that's what I was gonna bring up. I found in our uh, group chat where Josh was watching the first part or the first hour long special Hanji going out to an evanescence montage is pretty great. Quote unquote, Holy crap. I didn't expect her to explode. (laughs) That's the one time my girlfriend cried in all of this. Hanji was her favorite character. I, yep. I shed tears. Yep. Uh, My wife was aware and she was trying to prep me without spoiling me. And when that happened, that was in just shedding tears. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she was a badass. I, oh, I yeah. at least appreciate that she got an amazing death. And by that, I mean like an honorable fucking death. Like she went out being the badass that she is, loving what she was doing. And then even at the end, she was like, oh God, it's hot. I'm dying. It's actually it's like, she was yeah. like, well, this is me. Went out in a literal ball of fire. Literal ball of fire. No. God damn. And then uh, I'm going to cry all over. Again. <laughs> yeah. I'd also like to point out Josh pointing out seeing uh, Ervin and the uh, rest of the scouts in the afterlife. And I like immediately Hanji starts complaining about how hard it was to be the commander of the scouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing she does. I had to go back and watch that scene again because I immediately like Bernstein bears Mandela affected myself because I, I, I thought like, she woke up and she had both eyes and everything immediately after I saw it. And so I was like, holy crap, they did the obvious thing and no one caught on until Ervin showed up and you're like, Oh, there it is. And then I like went back. It's like, Oh no, she, they, they did a good fake out of like consistency. So she like right. went out as she was, she's in the afterlife that way. So like, I, I was like, okay, no, it makes sense. But shouldn't she be, 
whole again, but no, that's not this fucking world. This world doesn't give you shit back. No. It just takes no. and takes. It's just, yeah. There's also a small detail in that, Josh. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, as where the rest of the scouts are like welcoming her essentially to the afterlife. Uh, if you noticed, Sasha is looking out towards the airplane. Oh, I didn't watch it like that. watching no. for her friends. Yeah, she's the only one turned the other way looking at the airplane. I didn't notice that. That's yeah. right. Hmm. My potato bay. Those little intricacies that he does, that they do. I love that shit, man. Josh also put the gif of, uh, all right, oh, well, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few moments in this where it really just, it was a moment so well punctuated for me. I was like, I feel it. I can. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the good shit right there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your final thought from the messages was uh, you're going to end it with the out taking out the uh, beast Titan. Flock wasn't enough closure, which at least Mm -hmm. after watching the final, 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 um, (laughs) I I, I understand why you couldn't have ended it with the beast Titan being the final fight because He's Aaron's connection to the founder because he has the royal blood. So if you take out the Beast Titan, you've essentially nullified his connection to the founder and you you kick off the final like 20 minutes of the movie when you have 90 minutes still to go. Right. There's also the excellent. Well, we're getting into the final part. There is the excellent conversation between Armand and uh, Zeke. That was as well. That was yes. That one that one got got me in the feels too, just because uh, just the the conversation about how pointless it is to play catch with your dad or your father figure. But in the moment and looking back on it, it feels like that is your purpose. Yeah. And you're you're happy. You're happy. There's no point, but you're happy. Exactly. And that that was so poignant and so beautiful that even someone as awful as Zeke being the person to emphasize that point just resonates so strongly in this show. Well, because well, Zeke, right, he, he brings it up himself and like he's still blind to it. The point the arm is like, yeah, you fucking idiot. That is the point. And then he takes himself back like, wait, oh, shit. I had the answer in my head the whole time. Yep. Moron. And that's why he could never understand Ymir because he couldn't under it's yep. such a simple point. But I think that's another thing the show does such a great job of is humanizing even the villains. Mm-hmm. You know. Besides Flock, fuck him. Yeah, you have two kind of villains, I think, that are always really, really good. There are the ones that are humanized, like Zeke. And then you have the other side, which is Flock, which is so cartoonishly evil that you just have the massive hatred for them. Uh, no, there's a third type. I mean, it's got nothing to do with the anime, but you have yeah. you have the complete chaotic evil, like you know, the this, Joker. This, the Joker, right? Right. Exactly. Who just you don't need to know a backstory. You don't want a backstory. He just is. Which those are great. Yeah, that's what I mean by comedically evil. Like just. Well, I, I think to to Lewis's point, there's there's the bad guys who are so evil that you just can do nothing but hate them. Right. Like Joaquin Phoenix's character in Gladiator and Jared Leto's Joker, who's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is a joke. Even I know that. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about them. There's nothing interesting beyond that they are evil. But then there's the evil that is like Heath Ledger's Joker, where it's just they're so charismatic and intriguing that like there's you see that why people would follow them or like be a part of their gang of like, there's something about this dude. And it, and it, and it yeah. fucking irks you like to a core. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like you said, the redeemable evil, like there's a humanization behind it. We're like, we get why you're here. You fucked up, bro. That's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. Aaron's journey. Yeah. With, right. With the audience and with himself. Right. You know, from the very beginning, like, oh, my God, fuck these Titans are eating us they're devouring us. We can't be humans. I'm going to take all of them down. And then you find that at the end that future Aaron was just whispering and past Aaron's ears, these little random tidbits to do the thing. Poor, poor young Aaron has no fucking idea. He's just like, OK, sure, bro. I uh, think he's still doing good and eventually goes full circle of like, I am killing everyone, but I still think this is the right thing to do because we're all fucked anyway. Right. And, and that's like, that's a big part of that conversation between him and Armin when they're just walking. You know, they go see the world like they wanted to together. Mm-hmm. You know, they go see mm-hmm. the rivers of fires, oceans that are so big, you can't see the other side of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see the Oriole Borealis. You know, they, they go do all the things they wanted to do, and they have a great conversation as they walk through it. 
I'm sorry. So did you say Oriole? Is that how you say Borealis? Did I, did I miss Aurora? Oh, no. Aurora Borealis. What am I thinking of? Uh, a bird? Oh, Base- no. Baseball. <laughs> no, the the boat in Portal 2. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's actually what, it, that's what it's called. Anyways. The Borealis. Yeah. David Boreanaz. Yeah. <laughs> that's still one of my favorite Family Guy jokes is David Boreanaz. <laughs> Uh, um. So the second, so the second half, so like the final, 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 final episode, as we're referring to it, it's just it starts off so great. You have a lot of even then still just some good character development. Starts off with everybody trying to stop Aaron, and but he has control over well everything, and uh, just Armin's whole initial bit with him letting out how much he hates himself. Mm-hmm. Even even in like the last episode, where it's only ninety minutes, you're still having character development. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, and I disagree with Armin. He's Armin. I didn't like Armin as a character as a young Armin, but like he had some amazing growth, and like he needs to back off. He needs to back off himself. Yeah, that's one of the things uh, my girlfriend and I were talking about is how much growth like all the characters had at you know to the very end. Um, when we started watching it, she really hated Rhina and. At the end of it, she's like, "I see what yeah. you mean. He's one of the best written characters." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, and no, but yeah." My my wife was always pushing me, like, "No, Reiner's awesome. Reiner's." I'm like, "No, fuck Reiner. Fuck what he did back then and the whys and this and that." Then development, development, development. Like, oh no, he was just put in a very per, you know precarious situation that like, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. And yeah, no, Reiner grew to be amazing. Um, even the other side side scouts. Uh, I was thinking like Jean. Jean has such a Connie? great art. Yeah, uh, I, I, oh, Connie, Connie. Sorry, Connie. Annie. Yeah, no, no, no. Con- uh, Annie, Connie, bald. Uh, Co- Connie is Connie. the boy. Yeah. Annie Connie. is the female Connie. Titan. Connie, I just flipped him. I don't know why. Uh, but Con- Connie, even still, like a little bit of development, like he's still scared shitless at the end. And he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but we got to do it. And as he's fighting and swinging around the fucking skeleton beast thing, like shit in his pants, but still getting things done. Like that's just, just well written. That's, that's who he little, is. He's, yeah. he's yeah. just a guy. He's too stupid to be scared. <laughs> that's that's his whole thing. And he's one of the few people in this show that actually gets a happy ending to an extent. Like he lost his surrogate sister in Sasha. But one of his biggest things is he lost his mom uh, to the Titan serum, the, the yeah. Titan bomb or whatever you want to call it, where they gas the entire town. Yeah. With the conclusion of the, the show. Or, or of the conflict in in their time, he gets his mom back at the very least, and that's rare to have some yeah. kind of happy moment. Right. Yeah, for sure. We can also talk about uh, one of the things I want to bring up is there's a bit with the cabin with Aaron and uh, Mikasa, and essentially oh. they were there for you know not in real time but in past time for four years. They got to spend there in the cabin by themselves, living a peaceful life. That was after the whole sequence where they like go party with a bunch of refugees and have ice cream nope. and stuff in Marley, right? No, 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 no. It's in the, this last episode when it's just them and that cabin. But I'm just saying, like, it, oh, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, the frame yes. of the timeline because, like, we we flash back to it, but it was after they had that big after party. they yeah. sailed essentially and all that. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. they like made a, a reconnaissance mission to Marley and uh, right. posed as tourists, yeah. and then they came back, and that's when Aaron and Mikasa like disappeared for a little while. Yeah, they he implanted that memory that they had had you know, the rest of his life essentially there. Was that was that was that four years? Like, that's that's what that it was supposed to. Correct? It was supposed to be four years because that's all he would have left to live at that age. Well, yeah, but that's not no. before he disconnected from them and started doing his old. No, 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 no. The fake memories that he gave her, you know, like oh, how oh, everybody oh, oh, had, oh, oh. you know, like everybody had the conversation with them. Yes, yes. Sorry. That was yep. that was hers. You're right. You're right. Okay, so those those were implanted. They weren't authentic right. memories. Right. No, no. no. Got it. Okay. None, of, none of it actually well, happened. Okay, so then I, I have to bring up this moment because it's one of the few lighthearted moments in this final, final, final episode <laughs> where Armin and Aaron are having a conversation and Aaron starts like breaking down about how like Mikasa is going to move on real quickly once he's gone. And Armin's like, hey, maybe I'll take a shot. <laughs> And I was like, that's weird. He's into Annie. Why would he be doing this? But 
he's like just trying to poke. He was just trying yeah, to poke fun at Aaron. Joking, yeah. yeah. But that's when we also get the fucking breakdown of Aaron. Like, and he's, he's like, at least, at least, I was hoping it would at least be 10 years. Yeah. She's got to <laughs> like, miss me for you, 10, man, years. 10 years. I don't want Mikasa to be with anyone else. Mikasa's mine. I didn't want anything else to happen. Like in all this time, like never showed any care. Well, he couldn't to her. Yeah, it's not a matter of whether he couldn't or, or 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 could. Again, that's this was still all within his own autonomy. Like he could have, if he fucking wanted to. Right, he absolutely could have. This was this was the part where the the humanization of Aaron breaks down. Where we're like, oh, you're a selfish asshole. Like th- that's the moment where you, as the reader, you as a viewer, finally look at Aaron and go like, okay, I don't like you. Like that to me, that's that's where that moment came in. Like all of this was for your friends, but partially was because you you are in love with Mikasa. You don't want her to fucking be with anyone else, mm-hmm. but you're also doing it so you can she can have the rest of her life, you know, pain free. But or he whatever, loves her with or without you. It's part of the whole thing that he uh, that Armin says that Aaron had said before. If you love something so much that you can't let it go you didn't love it in the first place. And that's him saying like, I have to let Mikasa go because I love her. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I see the parallels there. I see where you're coming from, but I think it is one of those. It, it's, it's the, the air bud moment where he's like, get out of here. I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's, it's any animal movie where they, they have to let them go. And in, in the all is lost moment. So that, right. They can save them and protect them, and then they come back at the end anyway. Sure, but the the, the selfishness just flourishes with that for me. I mean, that's that's what I got out of that. And that yeah, but you know, but this like this conversation kind of leads me into maybe it's a little ambiguous, maybe it's not. Um, you guys seem pretty set on the idea that this was all Aaron working towards this, but like, I feel like there's some muddied waters here because is Aaron stuck on this path? He's talked about in the episode. He talks about how he tries to do something different and yet he keeps coming back to this, these memories and everything that he's seen before. So like it feels more like he's devoid of free will, despite being the attack Titan, because the whole thing with the attack Titan is that they're driven towards freedom, but he seems more like he is stuck to the will of Emir or the founding Titan. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that he says it himself. He's a slave, the freedom. That's the th- and you know when he but says that makes no sense. <laughs> well, that's 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 why that's the selfish the selfishness coming in. He's a slave to freedom. Like he can choose to do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, and yeah, he's kind of a, a slave to Ymir because you know, like the kind of a puppet situation. But like he can do it however he wants. But he's noticed that the only the only outcome that he wants that he thinks is the only way to do it is to do what he's doing. He could still change at any at any point in time doing this shit. Mm-hmm. He does not have to. He can try any other way, but he's already like beat it into his own head like this, that this is the only way. It's a weird roundabout way of saying like you're right, but you're not right. Okay, that's the only thing I got. And it's it, because in his way, he still wants to defeat and destroy all the titans, and this is the Bingo. only way he can get he, to it. He can't separate himself. Well, from it's that. it's that, and it's also like you know he wants to do it after his mom died was to protect and save everybody. This is the only way he can think to do it. You know, and that's also brought up. But he made his own mother, mother get chewed up, and, and by so, his like, by his stepmom. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like he still had, you know, there was still a, a connection there, right? Um, and he even said it like that's, you know, I had to do it. I didn't want to, but I had to do it. So like again, like it's it's wrong. He shouldn't have. He had complete control over that, no matter what. He he could have not, right? But in his own stupid selfish senseless way like that's still the only answer like take a uh oh sorry Slade, i don't know how much you're into the avengers or anything like that take that scene from uh, uh the avengers with dr strange sat there like oh i saw like two billion different uh scenarios and like this is the best outcome like that's essentially what he's going through right now like i've gotcha. seen all these scenarios this is still the best outcome which is a bunch of bullshit the difference with dr strange is true aaron's bullshit <laughs> well it's also the fact that the story just you know, uh, if we get to the very end of it, the story just repeats itself. Another yeah, person, exactly. another person finds the tree, and the they'll end up getting the bug again, and it just it starts over. <laughs> and when I and when I say that, it, it really it is just that though, and that, I think that's part of what Aaron has seen is like you know he knows that it's just going to repeat, and he knows that the people that he knows and that are alive now will be fine. 
it's that like uh so the last two people you see that are going into the tree is the boy and the dog and then if you look on the founding titans back there's like a man and a dog together when when on on there so you know when everybody's fighting on aaron's back sure there is a dog titan and there is a man like standing next to each Hmm. other i know there's the okapi one that uh I, I've accepted that they pronounce certain things weirdly to kind of line up with the Japanese pronunciations, like calling Gabby Gabby and all these other things. But like when they called the Okapi and an Okapi consistently for like two straight minutes, you're like, get the Okapi, the Okapi, the, it's there. There's the Okapi. It's an Okapi. It's an Okapi. Stop it. It's an Okapi. <laughs> and I know like that's probably more of a, a regional American dialect thing, but still just that one was driving me just up a wall. Right. I just sent y'all the uh, the photo in Discord of the uh, the dog Titan. And the Okapi was a, a beast Titan, I would assume. I, I love that Mikasa could not decide what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a beast Titan. It could be a cart Titan. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, can we talk about uh, Peak and the Cart Titan, by the way, and just how awesome she is as a fighter? That was so good. Oh, yeah, she's, she's yeah, she's she's outright a badass. <laughs> like, Every like, time the cart got destroyed, you just see her like somersaulting out the back out. of it, and then just spawning another one, and we're just going over and over and over again. Uh, that amazing. We've talked a lot about Reiner and his uh, his growth and everything in this, but like the fact that at you know, uh, at the beginning of season four, he's very like suicidal and doesn't want to, you know, exist anymore. And at this point, he's fighting to the bitter end, like spears sticking out of his back, doing everything he can to for the like existence of humanity. That's amazing. No, oh, yeah, that was amazing. That was that was phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, no, the 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 sorry, back to the dog thing. No, no, they can't be the connection. They cannot be the connection. No. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> There's the dog Titan. All four is uh, running. But he's got oh. human hands, which is, I mean, it. the Titans are disconcerting anyway, but. That could just be an animation choice. I have no idea, but it is a thing. They also talk about how they, they get into the fact that apparently Titans can, or people with the power of the nine, at least, can figure out how to manipulate their shapes, their forms, because... Uh, what's his face? Flo- not Flock. Falco. Falco, Flint, whatever his name is. <laughs> he becomes a, he, as the jaw titan, he becomes a bird. Big bird. And yeah. uh, becomes more of a that's beak right. titan. Well, I think that's, I think Annie is the one who says that, like, that's like the final form of the jaw titan. Kind of like how Zeke's beast titan is much better than, um, I'm forgetting the, the uh, doctor's name who was like, you know, treating him as a son. Is like oh, adopted fire, oh, you know. Gotcha. They said that was like the weakest Titan, and then when Zeke gets it, it's he's been doing the, things that they never um, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, so I think it's just like an evolved form of a Titan or of that Titan. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it's like the the the, the whole tree. Like to me, it was the uh the the tree situation, the boy and his dog. Like, I don't think he was gonna get the bug back because like the bug was annihilated. The whole bug with the mirror and all that crap. Like that was annihilated. We saw it just absolutely just disintegrate into nothingness. Aaron technically still had the ability of the founder and the attack Titan. So you could assume it's, I think it's logical to assume that it's essence carried on with him. Hence why the tree grows the way it does. You think I, th- I thought it was just a, um, a symbolism to just like, here we go again, but like not in the form of like the Titans. Here we go again. Just like, Shit's going downhill again. It, it it very well could be. I think it's a little column A, column B between the two of you, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Right. It, it's open to interpretation on what it's, what the end result. I'd rather like humanity comes back and shits the bed again versus like the Titans are coming back. That that would that make me sad. Like <laughs> at the very least, the very very least, Aaron was able to, well, with Aaron's way, he was like literally able to just demolish the idea of titans going forward you know once these titans die they're done um it takes them with with them or whatever and that's it so but it it also still sticks with the the theming of the show that is this the cycle of violence where right uh and the just what's the word i'm looking for sadness yeah the (laughs) sadness (laughs) i think it's just uh humanity at its worst but like 
oddest because Josh, you and I were kind of talking about also beforehand, like just the way it shows people, even in like a dire situation, the rumbling is coming towards you. You are going to die, right? And the Marlians are still being racist to the Eldians. Like, God, that scene pissed me off. Oh, I know. It should. It should make you mad. Like, there's no rational reason at this point you should still be like that. We're all going to die. We're all on equal playing ground right now. Don't come closer. Click, click. Yeah. And, yeah. And even even after the conflict is resolved, they they immediately just pull their weapons out again. And they're like, prove <clears throat> to us you're no longer monsters. And it's like, how the hell do you expect me to do that? Right. And I think it's Annie's dad uh, who's like, if you get a blood test and he's like, no, here and now. And it's like, what do you, they just stopped the rumbling. Why on earth, you know, if they could just take out everybody else and just be the special people, like Armin said, they would do it. I was fully expecting like Rhina to walk up and be like, look, I'm going to bite off my fucking thumb and nothing's going to happen. Like it felt like that was the only way that that was going to be resolved. And thankfully, like no one had to maim themselves to have that happen. Right. But to get into a few more questions that I had with the resolution of this, they get into the fact that the founder has finally decided to start the rumbling and create this chain of events because of Mikasa. And I do not understand what her importance is for all of this. Is it the fact that through all of it, they've been able to determine that, Mikasa is the one that will finally end the cycle because she would like she would actually do the needful partially. But I also think it's a bit of like um, parallel, if this makes sense, because, you know, Ymir's. Yeah. Ymir's big thing was that the king. It was love that she needed. Yeah. She loved the king and the king never showed it back. What does Aaron do? The whole show. Never shows it back. Never shows it back. And then. Except to Armin. (laughs) Fuck one. Idiot. God. Romance, man. Hey, he, Romance. he had a thing for the He-Man haircut. What, what can you say? <laughs> no, I'm saying he, pro- he professes his love for Mikasa to Armin in the little backwoods fucking non-existent <laughs> world. area. I forget what it's called. The paths. Like, God. The paths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think that's what it is. So I think that's how Mikasa, you know, ends it. And it's weird to say that, like, her final show of love is, like, mercy to Aaron. Because if you notice... He's looking down. His eyes are shut. He's not watching the rumbling happen, you know, and he looks up and the last thing he sees is her mm-hmm. chop. I can I can see that. Fuck, and then she fucking goes out and just makes out with that fucking decapitated head. Like, <laughs> well, they finally they finally they finally get their kiss. Do they, though? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I was waiting for the head to say something, honestly. Like it, I, I did not put it past the show for him to be like, let's go. Here's the thing. And, Josh. Any other anime, probably. <laughs> Definitely Konosuba. <laughs> All this for a romance story. How, how does that make you feel? <laughs> well, one of the things that it's like, not a romance story. <laughs> not just like the the theming journey, but like the literal journey that the show takes you on, where you feel like you're in this post apocalyptic, weird, dystopian world where humanity is stuck in this like maybe five mile wide layer of rings. Mm-hmm. And this is like the last bastion of humanity. And then you find out, no, it's a Holocaust situation. It's a Gaza situation. That's in like the middle of season three or by the very end of season three, where you get all this information and there's still a whole other story to go through. Like I would have been happy with just the, the little fantasy story where there's weird giants just trying to break into their, their gated community. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like like, that would have been fine, but no, we get this like deep, lore filled world that is an allegory for just racism racism, racism and, genocide yeah, genocide yeah and it's all that shit it's so it's much a, deeper than anything i would have ever thought of we talked about this uh i when we start i think we, when we started recording where it's been 10 years and i remember sitting down with ricky watching this show and just turning it off because the the titans were weird looking and ricky wasn't connecting with it and i'm like i can maybe get past this but i'm not going to make ricky sit down and watch this if she's not vibing with it so just like whatever and here i am eight ten years later having watched the entire show twice through now now it's gonna you know you talk about the the fact that uh well the eldians live on the island of parody 
and they live in the little like ring district, which is also based on like a real town in Germany that has like a couple of rings, like walls to protect it. It's like a medieval town. Yeah, but absolutely. The, but the thing is, though, they show you the map of the world in the first episode, like in the title card where it says episode one. You can see they show <laughs> they show a lot of shit. Yeah, Josh, if you didn't notice that, like they show a lot of shit in the opening, the ending, and then a lot of the title cards. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what's his name? Isayama, Isayama, right? Isayama. Isayama. Like, dude knew what he was doing from the get go. Right. So, like, this is also holy shit. It's like the first anime my girlfriend's ever watched because I was like, yep, now we're going to sit down and watch Attack on Titan. And she was showing it to her sister and she was watching the first, like, couple episodes and she was so mad at the foreshadowing. Like, this is also. Dude, foreshadowing of the yin yang, man. The show is such a masterclass of foreshadowing. The fact that you can visibly see, like, Aaron and Zeke in like the first and second episode in the second episode, you see Aaron get injected with the Titan serum to eat his dad. And I remember her, uh, her sister was like, why does Aaron have the, the, the uh, key to the basement all of a sudden, where do you get that from? <laughs> and my girlfriend said over there mad. She's like, how did I not notice this? <laughs> A lot of stuff like that. And can, you be- and, and can you believe this is the first series this dude ever wrote? Yeah. And this like, is, it, it's so, it's so, wow. it's so good. And this is his To Kill a Mockingbird. Like he doesn't need to do another one. I no. I would love to see his beautiful minds room that just has everything connected, <laughs> you know, just red string and tape and sticky notes all over like a room to, <laughs> to bring everything back together because it, it's so worth the rewatch all the way through just for mm-hmm. those things that, and it's like, uh, even in boot camp, like, you know, we're going back to like what episode three or four. When they're being trained with the o- season shit, yeah, yeah, the ODM gear. You see Aaron like you know bust his ass learning how to use the ODM gear, and you see Titan Steam coming off of him. You don't think anything about mm-hmm. it. You just think that's like, oh, they're just showing that his head hurts, cartoony and, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I remember in my rewatch. Uh, I usually, hopefully, no one from work is listening, but I usually like passively watch or listen to shows while I'm working. And I, I did that with my rewatch on attack on Titan leading up to these last two episodes. And I kind of got a little too zoned in during the, uh, the mission going to Aaron's house. Yep. And just like all the little things with Rhina when Annie shows up as the female Titan and like, he's steaming and all these visual cues. And it's like, he, he got crunched. Like there's so much stuff that, in the moment, Armin is should have been like, how are you alive? But he was just like so relieved that yeah. his friend wasn't dead. He didn't even stop to think logically about it. No, because you have like, you know, the panic that there's, you're there's in. There's nothing that. to tell us that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And they don't even know that Aaron is not the only one right now. Like they, they don't right. know like if. And that's that's, again, part of the beauty of this show is that you think that like, oh, the the will of Aaron has done something that just created him to be this transformative human titan hybrid and no it's there's there's a whole shitload of lore that we will get to that is going to get into the history of all this yep we have you have only just gotten to the first layer of this onion yes exactly exactly. you think like a regular onion makes you cry this is like onion xl all right This onion has been sitting there for 10 years, just steeping. Yeah. <laughs> this and is it's, a blue ribbon onion. It's such <laughs> county fair. This is also one of the few like shows that even if somebody's like, you know, just not into anime that because the writing is done so well. Well, th- this show did yeah. that. This show brought in a lot of people who weren't really into anime. Uh, you know, I, I tried with Josh originally came out and usually when it first came out, obviously there was no signs of any of this shit that we know now. Right. Uh, but I always pitched it to my friends. Like, this is like, like, do you watch Game of Thrones? Awesome. This is the Game of Thrones of fucking anime. Come sit down and watch it. And I usually always hyped it up to the episode where um, uh, Aaron gets eaten up. Yeah, that's like episode like, six. And if you're six, yeah, six or five. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you're not and hooked like, by look, then, it's like, you know, when they exactly like that should be your hook line. It's like, like, holy shit. Did they just eat the fucking protagonist? Oh, my God. It is the Game of Thrones. They ate their fucking <laughs> protagonist. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I hooked a lot of people with yeah. that. There was like another little detail that like in uh, when they're in boot camp, because uh, Rhina and Bear told her there. 
and every time Aaron's talk, you know, people are like, oh, what was it like when you saw the, t-, you know, the Colossal and the armor? It, every time he talks about them, it, you can see one of them plainly in the background. Oh, and, and they're always catching eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're always catching yeah, eyes. Yeah, and like, it's, it's, just, mm. it's just like little details. And the show's full of it. It's full of little details. Um, one thing that I remember really taking me off guard, I think it's towards the end of season two when Rhina and Bertolt finally just go like, fuck it. We're revealing ourselves <laughs> right. and we don't care. Is the fact that like when when they like get Aaron on his own, they're like, hey, Aaron, we need to talk to you. And you get that wide shot of like Mikasa and Armin walking away with Ervin and you get Bertolt, Rhina and Aaron just on their own. And the plain as day, you hear Rhino say, I'm the armored Titan. He's the colossal Titan. And then you just cut away to Armin and uh, Mikasa talking with Ervin. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did they really just do that and just cut away from that moment? Like, uh-huh. just if no one's Bum. actually paying attention in the in the wide shot, like that doesn't happen. And I, I, I went back and I'm like, holy shit, they just they just said it. No, the, the, the entire way that they crafted this whole thing or he crafted it or whatever the fuck, whoever you want to get credit to. Again, a lot of a lot of callbacks. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Right. Uh, if you're paying attention, you're not going to know about it because it's it's just like you said, plain as day right in the open. And for all you for all, you know, it's just, like, oh, it's just a story unwinding. Like, no, like this was planned. This was preemptively done on purpose to just yeah. kind of laugh at you. There's a lot of shows, <laughs> there's, there's especially anime that just do a lot of filler. Attack on Titan is not that show. No. It's there, every, there's no filler. Everything is important. Every, everything that you're learning, everything they're talking about is important. Like the fact that, um, you know, in the final season, there's the, uh, the girl who takes Mika's the scarf. Right. And she, mm-hmm. during the big fight with the Agris, she get, or not the Agris, but the Marley and she gets hit. And she's in the hospital, like with Mika's the scarf, and a lot of people don't remember her because it was the first season. Mika's saved her and her mom when a greedy merchant didn't want to like move his cart out the way so they could get out. Oh yeah, mm. fuck yeah, and it's it's yeah. it's stuff like that that is so important. I think it's important, but not at the same time. You know, it's just like it's a, it's a minor thing, but it's a good, it's a connection piece that like it, if you're paying attention, it makes the world alive. Oh. It makes the world alive. Yeah. What happened with Historia? Because there's the the whole plan of like, oh, we'll make her eat Zeke at some point. They they uh-huh. come up with a plan. They're going to make her eat Zeke so she can take on the founder, do whatever. And they can have a whole thing with Aaron and her to start the rumbling or create like a small rumbling to just show that parody is a force to be reckoned with. And then she gets pregnant, which is a, a scheme created by Aaron to make sure she doesn't become a Titan. I get right. that part, but like it, that's the end of her story. No. So she, uh, she's still, queen. she's still the queen. I feel like the show, the, the, the final, final, final did not get into that at all. Well, no, 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 it kind of does though, because she's the one out there to greet everybody when they're coming back, like post rumbling. And mm-hmm. she's just like yep, a farm I, girl. Yeah. Well, yeah, but for like, yeah, the she's living on the farm with her husband, yeah. her, her child and her right. husband, who apparently is no one. Um, yeah, that was a big thing. Cause like, I, I do know that some people were speculating that like maybe Aaron impregnated her, which that didn't feel like it was no. in character for Aaron. No, but so basically like she still is queen. So like when she greets him, you know, she has, she's like decked out in her Royal stuff and everything. Little bello tie. Yeah. So she yeah, still I, she I, still I is she still is queen of parody, and she's the one they're going to be negotiating with, and she's the one who invites them back for that negotiation. So she's yep. still deeply involved in the politics. Okay, but, but the Jaegerists are kind of uh, a military power. Yeah. That are just allowing her to remain. Well, you would you would call it like a military state, but I think she's a Jaegerist at heart. Okay. Because yeah, she's kind of given up on the whole process. She's just. She understands she's just a figurehead. I don't, I wouldn't call her a Jaegerist at heart at that point though. Like she, I don't think at the end, at the end of the day, I don't think she would fully agree with everything. No. Well, she just she just wants to live at this point. Jaeger, yeah. uh, Jaeger. Uh, Aaron already told her everything by just touch. Right after the whole situation, so like I don't think I don't, I don't call her a Jaegerist. In general, she just wants to. She's ambivalent. She's yeah, just like, like just that. let me live and 
you guys can do whatever the hell you want. Let, let, let yeah. me live and let, let's just, just course correct. That's just what I, what I see Historia as. Like right. I'm here to course correct. I'm not for one or the other. I just want peace. And everyone just fucking, like, let's get rid of the problem. But also just be peaceful about it and move forward. Like, that's that's what I see Historia as. Right. Yeah, and I just I, I I do wish this show had a happier ending. I know it it undermines it undermines a lot of the messaging of the show, but like, why is it so fucking sad? <laughs> why can't why can't eight Aaron Aaron sees that he takes out eighty percent of humanity because mm-hmm. he he levels he levels the playing field is what it is. the the ha- The happy ending, Josh, is that. The, with the exception of Sasha, the favorite scouts remain are alive. Partly what Aaron wanted, even though we don't want what Aaron wanted at the end. Once we know exactly what he wanted at the end, um, they're alive because he's alive. Armin's alive, and they're going to continue on to just this is hokey as it sounds. Make the world a better place politically without the violence. Right. I would have liked a little bit ending. more of an epilogue, though, of like showing at least a little bit of a happy ending. Like, let me see Armin and Annie get together, have some awful haired blonde kids and you you, like, you want you want you want your happy ending you saw you saw mikasa dead in her coffin with her scarf still she she lived to the end of her life which is yeah but like exactly what she wanted she and john need to need to have like at least been together because that was like john's happy ending was to to be with mikasa there is a theory about that because so like in the uh, little frames that you see of the tree as the credits roll there's a lot of people. You can see Mikasa, Armin, John. A lot of people visiting, and there's one point it looks like it's just Mikasa and John. So some people were like, "Oh, is that them?" You know. So if you want to run that head cannon, you can. I mean, I, I, I'm okay with her like living her life with, just like Aaron was my one, and we never got our opportunity, but he gave me these memories, so I'll right. live with that. Well, that, I mean, that's yeah, that's what they build you to, to think of that, that because it's like, yep, nope, nobody to ever, me, it's ever. still not good enough because he wants them to live. He he does all this for his friends to live and Mikasa just throwing her life away, sitting at the tree with him every day just doesn't feel like a win. But he also told them, I'm giving you the freedom to do what you want to like, you know, he pulled them in to say that, like. As where he may want that for him, he made sure that they were with the exception going to be alive. of Mikasa, who he outright told her, "Like you are mine and only mine." Fuck <laughs> you. So that's that selfishness shit coming back. Right, to piss me off. About but outside of that, you know the, the 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 you know yes, Mikasa was alone forever, forever alone, whatever meme. Um, but like at least she lived to her end of her life. No, no violence. Wasn't shot. Wasn't killed. Wasn't stomped. Like she lived her full life, which was at the end of the day. Like his major goal was his friends and primarily her. So like, that's the happy you get out of that. At least that happened. And then the world continued on and went to shit, you know, went to shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, their home immediately went to shit too, because the Jaegerists somehow still took over parody. So we don't like that. Well, no, no. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It says that. Hmm? Yeah. It's the show ends with saying the Jaegerists rose to power and they basically, because parody was the the most advanced civilization that essentially survived the rumbling, they became a superpower, even yeah. without the Titans. Why don't I remember that? Because it's such a sad fucking ending that you just blocked <laughs> it out. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. Man. Oh, well, shit. Well, then. Josh, do you have any other questions for the uh, the final those, episode? Those are the only ones that really stuck out to me. I think everything else I've kind of worked out on my own. I just appreciate the fact that you that you said that this was a master mastercraft of a show. This is one of those shows that even if I hated it, I could not discredit what it did and what it's accomplished. And that's why that's why I appreciate it because I know you're very you are the most critical motherfucker I know in this goddamn world. Uh, and the fact that you can appreciate it and you call it what it was, plus the fact that it was an anime that you're not an anime guy at all, but you still stuck through with it and still like are applauding it, like. Yay! Yeah, and stuff like that. That like us, <laughs> us weebs are, are you know still anime is accepted much much bigger than it was ten years ago. Yes, fucking five years ago. Sometimes you know what I I do have one more question for you guys. Sure. Will you watch the inevitable Netflix live action adaptation? No. Nope. 
No. <laughs> nope. 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 You know. You no. know why? Because they already tried that officially in Japan as a movie, and that was garbo. Yep. So I don't care how good One Piece is doing, which I also hate anyway. <laughs> but like, no, it's not gonna happen. Sorry, One Pieceers. I hate your show. I don't care for it. Horrible. I'm art. morbidly intrigued by what's gonna happen with Avatar, but I don't want it. Right. Avatar, I would say the difference the difference with Avatar is that you didn't watch it because you're a bad person who doesn't like good no, things. No, I tried to watch it. I tried to watch it while it was in syndication and they weren't doing shit in order. I need my shit in sequential order. I feel that. It's on Netflix. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Too late. It's you can too late. It. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to fucking take a solid shit, dude. No, I'm not going to try <laughs> and fucking go back and find me something and start from the beginning. I feel like that's a good show for you and the kid to watch. You guys can sit true. down. That is true. Dude, I just had to sit through fucking uh, uh, King Piccolo get demolished in original Dragon Ball. We're on the way. Well, but, you know, and, and, you could get through Avatar before he turns 20, unlike Dragon Ball. Hey, I I, I know my ways through this. Don't don't undermine me, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I know what episodes to not watch. I have how many times I've watched that fucking show. But no, uh, I think Avatar has a better has a better shot. Just because there's, you know, the people who care. And granted, you can say the same thing about Attack on Titan, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't need it. It's too soon. Like, no, it Avatar, doesn't, I think it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. And then it doesn't Avatar, need the live action adaptation. The only reason it's getting a live action adaptation is because there is still this weird desire for studios to minimize the the impact of animation and translate it into live action that just looks awful because you yeah. can't do the things in live action that certain animation no. shows can you do. you can't you can't no. send somebody beyblading you know across a titan in live action you just it, no <laughs> it, it's gonna look awful <laughs> well, with avatar there's more effects than anything else like you know elemental effects i think it's doable and then of course you got a lot of the uh you know the the the, the martial arts that kind of are intertwined behind it and uh Using a proper fucking script, unlike the goddamn movie, right, can be done right. And there's been enough time uh, with with Attack on Titan. They're just they're trying to ride the hype train. Yeah, uh, that that's all it would be. I don't care. So I guess since that was the last question, should we give it the talking smack rating now that it's over, Josh? We might as well. Is, uh, is, that, that seems to be the the only way to to wrap this up. So Slade, what is Attack on Titan? Is it a must see or a pass? A pass. Oh, my goodness. What a twist. If you don't watch it, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to duct tape you to a chair and we're going to watch it. <laughs> I think you've I think you've done more podcasts about Attack on Titan than you've done on your own podcast. <laughs> Just about look, this, the more people I get to watch it, the better it is. And then it exposes them to the lovely world of anime. You get something so well written that it makes them more interested Agreed. in the medium and the art form that it is. Agreed. Lewis, what about you? Hard pass. God, <laughs> no, that's a, it's a must see. I mean, like, even if you're not into anime, you know, Josh is a proof in the pudding of that. Like, it's a good, it's a good way to open eyes as to like anime is more than just the, you know, the godforsaken fan service boobs and ass that, it, that it's known as, you know, there's actual Konosuba. great storytelling. <laughs> that's a comedy. That's a different story. <laughs> Again, if you really want to fall into that, go watch high school of the dead. And then you come back and tell me how good Konosuba actually is <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, that's a, it's a must watch. It's a must watch for me too. Um, it's it, it, we we've praised it pretty much for the last 60 five minutes or so um it's it's a show that uh, to lewis's point if you enjoyed seasons one through six of game of thrones this is one that runs for probably about as many episodes and actually sticks to landing and it carries over similar themes of like the good guys just cannot catch a fucking break that that statement right there is a win for us weeps go watch anime fuck live anime. <laughs> there you go drop it <laughs> If Game of Thrones can't stick the landing, but anime can, <laughs> fuck yeah. George R.R. R. Martin's never finishing that book, just no. so oh, no, everyone knows. It's no. never going to happen. No. He's making too much money on people waiting for that book. Oh, Elden Ring made money. He's probably working on Elden Ring 2 right now before finishing that <laughs> fucking book. 
So with that, uh, Slade, please let everyone know where they can find you. And you have a, a podcast or two that you are on. So maybe maybe let people know about that those as well. Sure. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Slade. I'm from the Game Club Pod, where once every two weeks we talk about video games, not too dissimilar to a book club. Also, in the Mondays where we don't talk about games, I have a show called Between Two Pods, where I have a podcast like Talking Smack on to learn a little bit more about them figure out what their do's and don'ts are in life i was trying to think if if i'm right about when this one's coming out we have decaying with the boys on next so make sure you give it a listen because that's it's a great conversation with Hell them yeah. uh i'm at hi Anna. yeah and uh for other podcasts that you might have heard on here we've had casting views fuck my work life uh soon to have the cult worthy on we've had the movie wire show so many other voices that you might have heard here and where can people find you on social media? Ooh, Slade? At Slade plays games on just about everything except Instagram. Cause that's Slade's life. You, you did me a little scare when you initially started pitching uh, between two pods. Cause you were like, I have podcasts on similar to talking smack or like talking smack. You said something to that effect. Oh. Like <laughs> you're that's you're nothing like my show. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'll never be you, Josh. I'll never be you. <laughs> Damn straight. Tread lightly, sir. <laughs> the phrasing just threw me off for a second it's like it's an interview podcast there it's not talking nerd shit like i mean kind of but right right where, where am i going with this I'm, I'm not listening to slate anymore i need to get back and listen to what he's saying so i know how to transition nice lewis thanks so much for taking the time to be here slade thank you no as problem. well absolutely you can't find me anywhere i don't do this shit anymore lewis can maybe be found <laughs> occasionally in our discord which you can find in the link in the episode description on whatever podcatcher you're listening to so please join our discord and join in on these conversations if you're watching attack on titan for the first time or if you have recommendations uh we will be continuing the anime challenge that lewis and slade put me through i have to watch chainsaw man uh season Yay. one uh, so yeah. that that's the next thing on my list. Once I get through, uh, I'm I'm watching. Oh, I'm watching Monarch. So that ends at the end of this week that we're recording. <laughs> so uh, I should be starting Chainsaw Man very soon. A show not good and enough we'll... for Josh to remember the name. Is this sad? <laughs> this is sad that you say Monarch and how much of a dumb a- animation nerd I am. I immediately thought of Venture Brothers. I'm like you gotta watch the Venture Brothers. Wait, never mind. Oh, you said will, no. you said Monarch. <laughs> I thought of the VTuber. So that's that's even worse. I don't even don't know, even that, know that Monarch so, yeah, Legacy yeah. of Monsters, which I'm pretty proud of that thumbnail. You'll see it when you the episode comes out. But I like I did a really good Photoshop of Godzilla off of a screen capture from the show. And uh, I that's he's just there looking over me and Alex like he's going to eat me. And I, I've got my scared <laughs> avatar just like huh? is this. Uh, so for this one in the Photoshop, is it going to be all of us crying? Is that is that what it is? Uh, it's going to be me <laughs> crying and Alex with his his cat teeth. Um, still not as people teeth uh, just, just being the, like hey Godzilla cry- <laughs> let's just make a crying face now and just go ahead and just like screen, screen cap it and then just I just made an ugly crying face by the way for those who are listening and don't have a camera obviously <laughs> camera option so I'm tired I'm tired yeah. Louis, let me let me finish the episode and we can get out of here Uh, You can follow us on all the social medias at Talking Smack Pod. You can follow us at Blue Sky, Instagram, Threads, Hive Social, Post News, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Lonnie's website. You can email us your thoughts, questions, reviews of movies, TV shows, whatever we're talking about. Uh, Any comments, concerns, or if you want to join in on the conversation, you can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes, Beppo for our original avatars, Retro Ale Studios for our Ricky avatar. Again, please like, subscribe, rate, review on your podcatcher of choice. And most importantly, thank you again, everyone, for listening. Lewis Slade, thank you so much for being here again. And everyone, take care. We will see you next week when Alex and I talk Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you very much for having me on. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Watch Star Trek. Watch Attack on Titan, obviously. We've been talking watch about anime. It. Yeah, just watch anime. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's a Star Trek anime out there. If not, watch Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs>